0: This episode of the shebang in it is a very special one because we've got we've got a guy who's won multiple awards at the at the Cannes Ad Fest. Uh you know right from the gold line to the Grand Prix to, to, the, to the to the to the glass line. Uh, it's a pleasure to host Josie Paul on the shebang in it. Um, what you will love about this podcast is particularly if you're a creative soul if you're If you're somebody who's entered this business or entered any creative business really, uh, I think you'll find a lot that resonates with what he says. And uh, it was such a privilege to just kind of get some of those perspectives. Uh, So if you're looking for something that boxes things and you know, says that, okay, this is a prescriptive to-do, this episode isn't for you. But if you really want to, to, to kind of feel what it means to live a creative life—you're gonna love this episode. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Welcome, Josie, and uh, such a such a pleasure to be able to talk to you about this. Um, so I have lots of questions. So I'm gonna. To me s- too. I, I, no. Me so the a- the rule is that I ask the questions okay, on this one y- because down. I'm the I'm the student who's learning. Oh my and, god! Uh, and okay. through me, I hope that uh, you know because I've always been uh, really. Uh, When you speak, there's a lot of sparks that come out, so I hope that people feel that through this episode. uh, You know, that's that's really going to be the agenda. I'll try, I'll try. And um, so actually, my first question is this, you know, like as you, um, you know, there's so many young people in advertising and uh, you what you do now with your career is you actually straddle two worlds, you straddle the world of Indian advertising and you straddle the world of international advertising. Yeah. Uh, because you you know, you're working with so many projects with the yes. global network and yes. things like that. So, um, what is really the big difference between the two?
1: Uh, great question. Huh? Arshil, I think uh, for me, I I don't see the difference at all. In fact, I get a lot of energy from the work we do in India. Hmm. I, I feel that there is no such thing as global. Hmm. There's only this little spot where you where you sit. Because it's everything's coming from you as an individual hmm. And it's what's going on in your head Got it Or with your life or your environment or your context hmm. And so It is, you're, you're, you're the walking context and so You know, I don't see, I don't separate these things Got it Whatever has affected me I try to spell it out, yeah Hmm. And often it is connected to everyone else because hmm. I'm not alone, right? Yeah. I'm sitting in the same world as you are. Yeah. So I, I I don't see any difference.
0: So maybe or maybe let me put it this way, you know, is there anything that through your travels that you've learned? Yeah. Which is, which is worth saying yes. that, okay, you know, there's a couple of these things yeah. which I yeah. think if a lot of people were able to bring into their lives, it would be right. cool.
1: Right. Yeah. So... One of the things uh, I've learnt and through the work actually is that not everybody gets everything we do hmm. And there, there, is, there are things that are common and there are things that are so diverse that it's very different from what people experience Like when we did touch the pickle for, for, uh, for uh, Whisper which is a campaign that won the Grand Prix the, the reason we, we won it is because we were able to explain to the whole world what this hyperlocal idea is about mm. and where it's coming from. So, what I learned through this global experience is that how do you reach out to a larger world that may not fully understand who you are and mm. where you live? Mm. And often they thank you for that. They thank you for having become the bridge. Mm. i found more people have reached out to me because I'm the bridge, rather than because I was creative. Mm. People want relevance. They want connection. Right. They don't want your creativity. They just want to understand the other side. And I think that global experiences allowed me to understand and empathize with what people want
0: across Mm. the world. So it's interesting this idea of forming connections. Yeah. Um, you know, and this other idea of like being more human, if yeah. you may, more yeah. common platform. So, uh, you know, what is it that makes you? What is it that you practice in your in your craft yeah. that helps you form these connections, or like helps you be more human?
1: I uh, again, fantastic question. See, these are very deep questions, and yeah, I don't know if everyone them, yeah. will get it. Yeah. It's very soft, these things, because you're not taught about these things in mm. school or college. Mm. Uh, it's just, when you listen, it's um, it's like if you met somebody for the first time and you're really are trying to understand that person mm. and you're interested in that person, maybe uh, romantically or not, mm. or just because you, you like that person as a friend, You you, you tend to want to know more, right? Mm. So you're listening. And for me, that deep listening is what allows me to connect. So that deep listening to the consumer or the and deep listening deep to... And therefore deep listening to the consumer. It's the same thing. If, right. if I'm meeting a stranger in a train and we've got nine hours to kill, hmm. there's deep listening happening. It's the same thing with the consumer. Hmm. So you form that bond because of that deep listening. Hmm. And and through that deep listening, you, you know where you connect and where you don't connect. And that process, whether it's the stranger in the train or the consumer who's out there, hmm. the, the, the the involvement or the engagement is the same. Hmm. You, you just are excited to know hmm. what's going on. So that curiosity creates, the curiosity and attention hmm. gives uh, the connection.
0: Got it. And you know, it's interesting you talk about the bridge between the world and India. Yeah. In a sense, what advertising is also bridge between the consumer and product. Yeah. Uh, and that's why this connection is so important, yes, but you know it's it's great that you use the word deep listening can yeah. you um can you talk a little bit more about this process of deep listening? How does one really deep listen because it's an easy word to say, yeah, but it's difficult to understand you know so uh can you help me break it down a bit? What is this deep listening
1: so so deep listening is where you become irrelevant as a human being and you have thrown and surrendered yourself to what the other person is going through or wants to share Hmm. whether it's a mass consumer Hmm. or whether it's an individual person and the reason I say stranger in the train is because of one early experience of mine Hmm. when the wall came down in in Berlin Hmm. I was drawn to it so I just went like a a guy who wanted to touch history Hmm. and I remember returning from Berlin and I went with no understanding of Germany or or German or even having a ticket, I just had a ticket to Frankfurt. But coming from Berlin to Frankfurt in the train, uh, it was an empty train and this young lady came and she was scared looking at me because, you know, uh, because my colour and all that. And and she passed the coupe where I was sitting and then she came back because the entire uh, compartment was empty. Hmm. So now she needed company, she was scared. So Hmm. it was about 6 in the evening and the light was fading. So she sat opposite me even though I am a stranger. Hmm. She just wanted someone you know and then I tried speaking to her in English. She couldn't speak English hmm. but something happened we, I was just trying to listen to her story like why did she go uh, to, to the other side to hmm. to East Berlin hmm. when the wall came down hmm. and through very broken German and English and whatever she could muster just actions. She told me that uh, mother and father had, were separated and the mother was on the other side. And she, was, she had met her mother for the first time after years. Mm. And that whole thing was very cathartic for her and, and I could understand even without the words. Mm. And uh, it was quite a sort of uh, breakdown or breakthrough experience for me because mm. it had never happened to me in my life. And I understood that I could understand. Mm. And that I was listening and that listening moved me so I said this is brilliant man, mm. you know it was one of the most electric experiences I've had mm. Where someone tells you a story in through language that you don't fully get it but you get the meaning and the feeling mm. And and for me from, from that day onwards I began to listen to people yeah, and I found amazing stories and I said wow I'm in this business of communication And these stories are going to be useful for people. So that's all I did. Then I became, like, a collector
0: of stories. That's nice. And uh, like, when you collect a good story, what do you do?
1: I I don't write it down. I don't, I don't say I'm going to use it or I'm, you know, nothing of that. I'm just listening. It stays in you. And
0: it comes out. And it comes
1: out. It's like magic. It's like it's like a gift or something. Suddenly you just remember and that's something I've never understood, hmm. why that happens. Hmm. Somewhere when there's a discussion and people are saying things, Hey, sorry, I remember this. Hmm. And it opens the gates, often hmm. it opens the gates, hmm. it solves things.
0: Do you feel like the uh, maybe younger people in our business today, they're listening less to consumers? You think that there's, I mean, it's it's become more of a... Uh, ...scientific process as opposed to a, you know, like a more, you use the word surrender, which is an interesting word, you know, so is, you feel like that's, we need to go a little bit back to that, and... Uh, No, I
1: mean, uh, Arshil, to be honest, I I would not, it's very difficult to compare, everyone's so unique and the world's changing and that Hmm. change creates its own kaleidoscopic sort of pattern. Hmm. And we must embrace that. Mm. So maybe there's a different way of listening that is there, Mm. listening won't go away, it's how you listen, you might find a different way of listening. Mm. Today people can do two or three things and they're still listening, it doesn't mean they're not. Mm. But they just have to be aware that listening is happening, that's all. Mm. That it's not, it's not wasted time. Got it. yeah, so there might be new ways of listening. And we talk about data and data management. And data management is also listening. Hmm. It's it's a more uh, aggressive form of listening. Hmm. It's a more sort of, uh, it's not an intuitive form of listening. It's like pushing itself into your life a bit. And so we feel that the balance is important. The whole hmm. emotional data, which is really deep listening. Hmm. And the big data, which is about, uh, you know, things that, we yeah. find. So mix. Yeah, you tool. mix that well, and how you play that is
0: very important.
1: Mm. That's why everything is important. There's no old and new, mm. it's all of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And, you know, there was also, uh, you spoke to me last time a little bit about how you tap into deep listening, even in the online world. You know, you spoke about yeah. the comments in music videos, yeah. and, you yeah. know, are there any such. Uh, so tell me a little bit about those comments in the music videos and, you know, why you would listen to that. And if there's any such other things that you do which really gets you to the human truth hmm. of of people?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great question again, Arshil, because these are all I don't know if these are techniques or these are just organic, hmm. curious ways to try and get make sense of the world. Yeah. I think in the end it's just you trying to make sense of the world. Hmm. It's not even you set yourself you're going to listen to make something happen through creativity or advertising or communication. Hmm. You—it's The deeper thing is, I want to know more, I want to know what's going on. Hmm. Why did I rush to Berlin? Hmm. I had no reason to, I had no money virtually. Hmm. I mean, I really scraped it out. Hmm. But I had to do it, it was my curiosity. Hmm. It drew me there. So, some of the... Te- I don't want to use soft techniques, whatever you call it. Hmm. Is... Whenever I've seen, uh, you know, YouTube, songs on YouTube... Uh, I tend to go to the comments section. Hmm. Because I'm more interested in the follower than the leader. Hmm. For me, the follower is telling you amazing things. Hmm. Because a follower, when he or she hears a song, wants to say something. Hmm. The song is not just a song, it's a platform for individuals to express themselves. Hmm. Because they see themselves in that song, right? The song is a variation of yourself, which is why the song became so big in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what a hit song is, because it's not hit, because it's a hit song. It's a hit because hit something in you,
0: yeah, right? Yeah. So, so then I I look that's at It's a what, great line. Huh? That's one for the, one for keeping.
1: <laughs> so, so when you read the comments now, nah, you you get so deep into what people's confessions are, hmm. and and you realize wh- where we are similar and where we are different, and and it gives me a lot of energy. So I steal energy from the comments. Hmm. I steal energy from followers of. Mm. Music because mm. you know it, it's like uh, it's like a crowd watching a YouTube co- concert, right? Mm. You can either watch YouTube or you can watch the fans. Mm. And, and from them you may probably get more because we are more equal to you than the star. Mm. So your ability to borrow from them is greater. Mm. You know, so I, I, I tend to get energy from the comments. Mm-hmm. And then of course there are other ways of listening too. Which is something I've mentioned to you before Uh, It could be just us or Mm. in in our office for example Whoever is available Mm. Doesn't matter whether you're in which department That's all fluid Departments are old Corporate language, uh, industrial language of of the 40s and 50s and 60s I think in a creative world There's no such thing as departments Those are all thrust upon us So I question all these things And we bring people together and we say, okay, let's talk about one subject, Mm. say things. Let's talk about things. Why do you buy things? And the reason I'm asking is because we've got to crack a solution for eBay, Mm. which is into e-commerce and and they're selling you stuff. Right. So why do you buy things? And then Mm. say about 15 people are around the table. Some are from admin, Somebody's from, you know, HR, uh, some couple of guys from the creative uh, department or whatever. And everyone's sitting there and they're talking about stuff, why they buy. In the beginning, it's like very cool and brand and all that stuff. Mm. And then slowly, it starts getting deeper. And then just through the conversations, you try and find out little more. You said that, why did you say this? It's, I don't even know what, what happens. It's just curiosity, like I said. And then things started to get deeper. Mm. It goes beyond the veneer of trying to be cool mm. to the truth. Hmm. And in the truth, things come out and then somebody says... Uh, ...you know why I buy things? Because my grandmother always wanted a girl. Hmm. I always wanted a boy, sorry. My grandmother always wanted a boy. But I, as a girl, can buy more things than a boy. So I buy things to show her that I'm better than any guy. Hmm. And then everybody begins to cry. Like why is everyone crying? Like, what happened? Mm. And then, before you know it, everyone's telling you deeper stuff. And then there's all these nuggets of gold that come out from human beings. Mm. And our planning people are taking notes, even though they don't feel they should take notes, because, like, mm. this is therapy, man. This was never advertising. Mm. But from those nuggets, mm. beautiful things emerge. Mm. And the campaign we did for eBay was things don't judge. Mm. You know? Uh, a skipping rope doesn't judge if you are 80 years old. A ring does not judge if you are of the same sex, a wedding ring. Or a diya doesn't judge if you are Hindu or Muslim. Mm. So these, this was what we created, you know. Mm. And it said we have 100 million things that don't judge. Mm. So if suddenly we gave the brand a purpose. We More than that, we found a purpose to ourselves. Yeah. To, so every discovery changes us. Hmm. Hmm. So we wonder if we are in advertising sometimes, you know, because hmm. we, we are finding new stuff. Hmm. And that's what deep listening is, I suppose.
0: You know, I have another, I have two questions coming out of this, you know, uh, the second one I'll ask you to answer second, uh, which is that, you know, how did you turn out this way? Because hmm. obviously, you know, there's a lot of depth to this and there's a journey. So I want to go into that. But my first question is more to do with uh, you know, th- in a lot of the work that you do, like this work that you spoke about... About things don't judge. Or if it's about... Uh, touch the pickle. Or if it's about share the load. A lot of the work that you do is very... Impactful in the sense that it touches people at deep levels. Yeah. And then there's also the work sometimes that we have to do which is not so impactful. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and... Some of us sometimes get disillusioned by that work. Yeah. You know, saying that... Yeah. You know, hey... I'm just selling Ariel to yeah. a lot of people. So, you know, what's your advice, or what's your what's your what's your take on that? You know, because you're not always going to be able to do. Yeah. This at the. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I wish the world was such that we could only really do this.
1: No, no, it's a very important question, especially when you start out and somewhere in the middle as well. Hmm. There are two points where you get disillusioned. Somewhere when you're early twenties and you're not sure what's happening, hmm. and you. St- gone excitedly into the business Hmm. and found this is not what I want and then there is a time when you're like in the age group of around Hmm. 35-40 and you feel yeah something's not right you Hmm. know these are the two I find these two points but it's for me it's not happened Hmm. and everyone said that you're going to burn out the way you're going Josie by 35-40 you're finished Hmm. it didn't happen to me sorry Hmm. I'm not boasting I'll tell you why because I never came into this business for the business. For me, it was always about a calling. It was not about a job or a career mm. or any of that. Mm. It was uh, to live a creative life. And, and, and that turned into a more empathetic life. Mm. And so, every time the world changed, I changed with it. Mm. So, I was always in the flow. Mm. So, I wasn't trying to control anything. Got it. And so because I wasn't trying to control anything and I had no fixed notions. There's no frustration. Frustrations is because of resistance. Mm. And I'm not saying we should not res- resist. Of course, there's ego and there's all these other things that make you say, this is it. I don't believe. That's great. I mean, I have principles, values, but principles and values are, men- are meant to be perennial. They're meant to be free flowing. They're a guide. They're not a stone, you know, mm. so. So, I found that by, by having a calling, by finding my true, what, what do I want to do with myself, I found it very early in life. Mm. Which I think I'm very fortunate about because mm. of all the shit I went through early in the first 3-4 years. Mm. I think that, you know, unsteady early days mm. allowed me to find my mission, you know, which mm. I happened to write in a diary when I was going through shit. And then 10 years later, I found that diary. And it was in the attic of my dad's house. And when he was going to clean it, he said, I'm throwing away all your journals. And I found this and I'd written in that journal uh, to create an environment so fertile that even if you were to sow a seed of doubt, it would flower into something beautiful. When I found that is when I started this agency called David, you know, for WPP, because I felt uh, David Ogilvy had chosen the wrong end of his name, like it chosen Ogilvy, and it's it's a great agency, but it's hmm. a name. Hmm. While David is not just a name, it's an ideology, it's about challenge, it's about enjoying David the world. David versus Goliath and all that. So, hmm. so it gave me a lot of purpose then. And hmm. I found that whatever shit happens in, in work, people call you all kinds of things, they take away your account, they strip you of things. That goal is so sharp. You you don't feel it anymore, you know. And every day you go through the things that people go through, which is rejection, embarrassment, your work is seen as failure. But because you've got something, you can see like a north star, mm. you're following the star, man. Mm. And the star is so bright, like this light, mm. that you, you know, you don't see the shit around you. It's mm. hitting you, but you don't see it mm. because you know where you want to go. It's like when... Tendulkar said, uh, You know, when, when the ball comes at me, I don't see a cricket ball. I see something bigger than a football. Mm. And that is his focus. His focus is so strong. Mm. He can't see the 80,000 guys who are screaming in the stadium.
0: Mm.
1: He can't hear the sounds in, of all the people who are watching him on TV. He can only see the ball. Hmm. And the ball is larger than a football So
0: for, what's that equivalent for a creative person? What's that creative person got to see? Uh, is uh,
1: the creative person is there, got to have an ideal that says, I will find the next thing man hmm. It's there waiting for me hmm. And it doesn't matter what this is, you have to go through it hmm. You have to go through the shit hmm. It is a given and we, we are not taught that in school or college Because everyone's fighting to be number one and everyone's fighting hmm. in a competitive race to... Hmm. To just successes in like if you're on the top three students in a class, that's not that's not the answer. The answer is that you you will fail. Mm. You will fail, and you will have pain, and embrace it and enjoy it because you won't get what you want till you go through it. Mm. There's no easy answer. There's no easy way. Don't think you're going to get it. Mm. You will fail. So, if you're you're taught you will fail and embrace failure and enjoy it and make it a friend, then all these frustrations that we get, Mm. because something is not approved or we're doing 100 social uh, posts over this 10 months, Mm. and we haven't done anything else and everyone complains, that's all I've done in this 10 months, I'm frustrated. Mm. Say, boss, that's fine, man, we're in jail, you know, create great things in jail too. It'll come come to use after. Mm. Nothing's wasted. Hmm. So, people are not able to perhaps see that light, hmm. this light hmm. and and they're just focusing on the crap that comes in the way. Hmm. So, you have to have something bigger man. Hmm. I don't think I've answered your question. No,
0: you have. You have. I'm just trying to uh, get into, you know, because like it's an esoteric concept.
1: It is very esoteric. It's it is personal. an esoteric concept.
0: Yeah. It's very personal. So, you know, what uh, I think the Tendulkar analogy is great that, you know, I see a football because that's what I care about. So yeah. like for the advertising person, that big idea yeah. and really that is what I care about and they're not going to come every day.
1: Yeah, they're not going to come it's every the... day. He has failed many times. Yeah, He's been, uh, you know, rebuked and people have made statements about him. Hmm. Uh, whatever, but he, he kept seeing the ball. He kept, hmm. see, he didn't see that, you know. So,
0: you know, this also this light, you know, there's another point which you raise about living a creative life yeah uh you know which is that you you said i submit myself to living a creative life so uh you know one is that it happens in your job yeah do you do stuff outside your job to fuel that living of the creative life
1: i i don't do anything specific i mean I just know that I will question hmm. everything that people tell me hmm. uh, and it it that's the way I live my creative life, I don't accept, my I, I accept and I don't accept, meaning I question as well. Mm. Uh, so for me, fighting any authoritative action or behaviour mm. is a form of living a creative life. Mm. You know, when someone says, hey, this is the best place on earth, sure, but there are other places. Mm this is the best food on earth, or if someone makes very strong statements about anything, Hmm. I say, hang on, man. Hmm. Like, to myself. Hmm. I'm not going to accept anyone saying this is it. Hmm. Whether it's a TV channel or it's a YouTube thing or whatever. I'm going to seek it for myself. Hmm. Because I find that is so exciting, man. You're the most exciting thing that can happen, right? So, questioning, I think, your you, your your blood flows a lot more, right? It's like adrenaline, hmm. and and um, like I have a tremor, man. I I I don't know where it came from. I can't. It's like nervous thing. Hmm. It's unstoppable. I hmm. can't stop. It's maybe just the natural thing, you know. And again, I'm talking esoteric. But um, what was the question? Yeah.
0: No, I said, what is it stuff that you do outside of? The it's, it's
1: all, it's all of, it's all,
0: like it's even all, now, it's, it's, life. Right? Yeah,
1: it's life, it's even now, I don't know what you're going to ask me. Hmm. But I've surrendered to you. Hmm. You know, I believe in Arshil, I trust him. Hmm. I love what he does. Hmm. Whatever he asks me will always be good. Hmm. And, and I then don't come with preconceived answers. Hmm. Uh, I try to surprise myself with the moment. So, for me, the moment is the moment, is most important, the moment is creativity, mm. the moment is it, that is your creative self yeah. mm. if, if you've come with your past or you're worried about the future, the moment doesn't exist mm. and you've lost that creativity I think, so in a way, spontaneity is creativity as well mm. And that's why when people are super spontaneous, they go red on the face mm. They say, shit, what did I just say, they didn't, I, I never thought I would say that Hmm. Those are most creative, that's when you're living a creative life, hmm. you know.
0: You know, talking about spontaneity, is there something you did in your early days which was like super spontaneous? <laughs> which, uh, which you know, led you to down this path?
1: Yeah, I think almost everything I've done has got me into a bit of trouble actually. Uh, but it has been a bit uh, on the spot. Hmm. And I tell the story of how I was a trainee in Ogilvy. Hmm. And I had to go to this client with uh, my first piece of work that was already shot and finished mm. And the producer director didn't come with me, not did my seniors They assumed that It's a first presentation to the Younger junior guys in that client But when I went there, there were like 15 people in the room mm. Including the marketing chief And I'm with this other trainee account person You two guys going to present this important work mm. And we I couldn't believe this entire crowd is there and I showed the work film and uh, they all nodded like this like it's not happening and I realized this is not a good thing for me because and it's not that I went through this I just realized something's wrong mm. it's not going to work mm. so just my body moved I don't even know how mm. It says I rushed to the window and I threatened to jump if mm. they don't approve the work I said this is my first piece of work if you do this you're affecting my career mm. And so it created f- complete chaos in that room. I don't think they'd had that experience, right You're mm. used to proper corporate behavior and you' there's a man who a, a, feels like a jungle mm. and, and the marketing guy chief told everyone to leave the room mm. and it was just between him and me now and he walked gingerly towards me because I was on the window now the thing is, I looked out, it was not a big fall, it was a first floor, so I, there were some bush, bushes, so I knew I could take a chance. <laughs> uh, so it was, uh, at one point it became calculated, but that oh. instinct of jumping was... And then he said, I, I love your passion, son. He said, son, I love your passion. That's interesting, you use that word, huh? I realize the power of words. Mm. Uh, you know, and then he said, just step down, give me a chance. Mm. You haven't given me a chance. Mm. You go back. Let me think about it. And now again, it's about tone. His tone was genuine. I felt he felt. And so I left. And we went back to the office and there at the at the lift, my chief creative officer, Suresh Malik, was waiting for me. And I said, why is he waiting for me? And he held me by my ear man and he took me around the office. And everyone's looking, why? And then he took me to his office, uh, around the office, and then took me to his room and said, Josie, I've got a call from the client, they've approved your work, they don't want to see you again. <laughs> so so these these things are not in one's control, I don't know. I mean, maybe that, that's the whole thing about living in the moment, right? Hmm. You're always willing to lose, I think. And, and that's how you probably sort of find new things. Hmm. You can't find new things if you're not willing to
0: lose. Hmm. That's amazing, and uh, you know, there's also so living in the moment. You know, in the space that you created at your office, yeah, you call it the ashram, yeah, um, and you know, I'm assuming there's a thought now. So there's a, there's all of this from your experiences. You're living in the moment. Yeah, you know, all of that has come together to build yeah. the workspace that yeah. that you built. You choose to call it the ashram. Yeah. Um, they, why is that so? And like, how is that, how is that evolved, you know, because you spoke a little bit about David. Yeah. Uh, and you spoke about ashram. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm putting that yeah. point of ashram and then there's, you know, there's, there's the two. So how has life changed? You know, is it more a reflection of the time or is it a reflection of you? That's again a, a
1: brilliant question. Yeah, because it's creative, creative living is really about personal evolution, right? It's you're your evolving as, as, a, as a person hmm. and your experiences are evolving with you and now you're resonating with new experiences. And, and through surrender, by, by letting yourself go, you're ta- letting, the, t- letting time and space and context take you.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, when I left, David, I didn't want to hang on to... I mean, when, we, when David broke up, I didn't want to hang on to that. Hmm. I said that was beautiful, that was great, I've got to get rid of it, even though it was magical, it can't be uh, the present, it's Hmm. over. Hmm. So I let myself go and then when Ajay and I were trying to understand what should this new agency that we've started be all about, Ajay Jala, my partner and CEO. Hmm. uh, We have to go to uh, Ahmedabad for a client pitch or discussion. And we had five hours to kill, so we sat at Sabarmati because I had never been to Sabarmati. And I sat there in the ashram. Ajay and I just was so zapped by all the writings and statements and recordings. And we said, "This Mahatma Gandhi is just the most amu- amazing guy for communication. He was talking diverse people in this country. Everybody not homogeneous at all, hmm. with enough factions, and yet he used action." Hmm. To connect with all of them because he probably thought that by just using words he may not connect all of India. Hmm. So he used actions and that's when we said, hey, let's start an ashram hmm. and let's call it about create acts, not ads. Hmm. And you know, Mahatma Gandhi is our creative director. So it's this mad thought that hmm. and, and the whole notion of community building society. Versus individuals building society was something that connected hmm. with us.
0: And and where is the where is the ashram going now? You know, as we go into this twenty twenty world, and you know, how is that evolving?
1: So that's that's again a beautiful point because I think the the ashram is fluid, and you got to again connect with where the world is going. And we feel that we've already got the DNA in us. We. Not accidentally but like organically Hmm. and that DNA is all our work, if you look at all our work uh, There's deep listening as you said, there's emotional data uh, and there is a feminine energy And we feel that feminine energy is now increasing in this world and needs to increase in this world And we're not talking about gender, we're talking about feminine energy, so it can be in a man, woman, any gender Hmm. And and our work has that feminine energy. And the concept of the ashram is feminine energy. And we're trying to see how the ashram, our understanding of emotional data in people and how it can be converted into communication and this DNA of feminine energy hmm. is what is resonating with the world. So let's see what Got where it, that man. goes. Got it. So it's a bit broad. Again, it's so it's so I don't know if everyone's getting my language because I speak hmm. too broadly, and I speak like it hmm. doesn't sound like advertising hmm. or professionalism. Those who get
0: it, they're lucky, you know. So that's, yeah, that's how yeah, we...
1: yeah, because it's not there's no professional words in my speech. Yeah, and I know that, and I hmm. know nothing feels like anything in what hmm. I'm saying. Hmm. So people connect if they connect, yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, just as we see now. You know, earlier there was... creativity was kind of... It was the conduit... to unleash it was the advertising agency. Yeah. You know, back in the day. Yeah. That's yeah. why when yeah. you said, I will lead a creative life. Yeah. You know, the agency was a... kind of... Conduit. Obvious choice. Yeah. To do that. Uh, I mean, if you were doing it today, then what would you... You know, to lead a creative life, How would how would you be leading it?
1: Uh, it's 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 a it's a it's a question that can't be answered just like that, man. It's mm. a very important question, mm. and and I I don't have a rational answer yet, mm. uh, but I know that it won't be anything like before, mm. because it's just amazing what's happening in the world. The way media is working, the way news is working, the way. Uh, all our social channels are working. Mm. And somewhere, somebody needs an orchestrator. Mm. You know. Someone needs somebody who can get to the soul of that collective. Mm. So individually they all have souls, but the collective of that, people are still groping, I feel. Mm. We don't know where the where the Ganges and the Saraswati and the others come together in this. Where's the point of confluence where all media and all idea, all of them can come, hmm. and somebody is conducting it? Hmm. I feel if I could be with people in that center, it would be great hmm. because then everything coexists at that point. I want to be at that point, that Got change it. point where everything's meeting.
0: Got it. Got it. And uh, you know, I think my last question is uh, more on this idea of. So I, you know, as I as I reflect back on this conversation, there's a few things that you've left behind, you know. So I'll try to put it in boxes for yeah. maybe some of the thank listeners. You for, you know, you're
1: this. being my bridge now. Yeah. So so, thank you.
0: so I feel like, you know, there's this bit of deep listening that you've spoken about, which is which is really about connecting with people. Yeah. Uh, and being the bridge between, particularly for advertisers or even for creators, yeah. being the bridge between, you know, your the message and what people feel. Yeah. So really bringing that, I loved also what you said about the hit song, you know, it's yeah. a hit when it's not when it hits a lot of people, but when <laughs> it hits inside. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that bit of uh, building bridges and deep listening is is something that's very strong. You know, this other idea that you spoke about creativity is spontaneity. So it's yeah. in the moment, yeah. and, you know, how can you really live within that moment? Yeah. Um, you know, I think so there's some good lessons in that because yeah. you might be like switched off at at certain times in life and then when you're in that moment, yeah. you know, that's when you're switched on and Correct. you're just yeah. you're just in it. Uh you know, so and and you're talking about right now this movement of the world towards more feminine energy, which yeah. is also an interesting point because you know what I mean I take that point with a lot of respect because you are a feeler, you know, you are not the you know, even for the users, I mean or for the listeners who are listening, uh, you know, often you'll get on a conversation like this, you'll get guys who will tell you Specific, specifics. Yeah. But you know, I think what what is unique about you is that you're a feeler. Yes. So you, there's there's fewer of those, yeah. um, but you can gauge, okay, this is where it's going. And you know, mm-hmm. therefore this confluence that you're talking about, I think it's a <laughs> yeah. great point also that so many schools of creativity now there yeah. and the confluence of it being there to create something magical is what you would see yourself at. Yeah. But Maybe other people would <coughs> see themselves in, you know, being the Saraswati or the Ganga yeah, or the yeah, yeah. Sabarmati, you know. So yeah. So that I think is is interesting. You know, but but I think also what's what's perennial with what you're saying is this idea of surrender. Yeah. So when you spoke to that lady in Berlin or yeah. you know, this the the you know you kind of surrendered at the windowsill also. Yes. Um so when you do surrender, when somebody has to surrender, yeah. um, you know. Are some of the things that you've seen in yourself this blocks me from surrendering and this is how I really surrender hmm. I think what what
1: stops you from surrendering is uh, designation hmm. uh, you your notion of your role hmm. uh, the concept of leadership hmm. uh, media hmm. and all the all the strange lights that that are put on you, mm. that make you feel now you got to play a role. Mm. And you got to mimic an external sort of uh, box mm. that has been put on you. Mm. And so you play into that box. Mm. But surrender is when it comes from completely within, like we spoke about deep listening. It's about, it's about such powerful letting go that you become a new person at that moment. Mm. Say, shit, I didn't know I had this. It's like when people say enough fear gives you wings. Mm. It's that tremendous, it's that ability to do it to yourself mm. where now you don't you don't care mm. what people think about mm. you. Mm. At that moment, what is what you're feeling is so powerful mm. that the external forces cannot box you. Mm. And that feeling, that ability to be mindful and feel. Mm. ...what you feel mm. and, and be able to say it. Mm. Without even knowing you're saying it. It's like mm. your mouth's moving and words are coming... ...and you're saying, shit, I'm saying these things. Mm. Like that girl who said, you know, my grandmother always wanted a, a boy. Mm. I don't think, in know, she ever thought she would say that. And she said it. Mm. And later on, I was concerned and I was telling people... ...I, I hope you guys don't feel that we... ...made you say things. No, we want to say more. We feel free, you know, so that feeling free. Hmm.
0: And uh, sorry, I know I said last but I have now a sure. couple of more. You know, as I'm seeing this, you know, this mindset developing... Yeah. Uh, ...you know, and as you're unravelling your mind... Yeah. Uh, ...who were or what were some of the deep influences... Yeah. ...for you to reach where you where yeah. you are at? So if somebody had to go back and... You know, follow that, Yeah. follow some of those deep influences. Would there be a few that you many,
1: would... Many, many, yeah. I mean, you're an influence to me, Arshil. I think it's... That's kind uh, of you. Yeah. No, so many people who, who meet you, the people who make you and the people who break you, hmm. both are important to your influence, right? It's not just the guys hmm. who said the right thing, but, but often the people I would, if I just close my eyes and I think about my college days and saviours, and my experiences in the college, and the events that happened when I was there, uh, which shook me as, as a you know, a person who was very formative in those years. Uh, I would give a lot of it to that. Mm. Uh, both the mindfulness and the ability to feel, as well as the creative scientific inquiry that Seavius taught me. Mm. Uh, they gave me both the creativity as well as the science. Mm. Uh, and, and I'm not saying you, they're you, separate. You are, you're a physicist. I'm a, yeah, I studied physics and I'm not saying science is devoid of creative. It is in fact probably more creative because you're constantly uh, trying to project and hypothesize about the world. Hmm. And then use science and experiments and maths to try and see if that's true. So that, that was something, Xevi is a big influence. Uh, but once I got into the real world of advertising and work... Uh, Suresh Malik the guy who hired me because I had no portfolio and he when I met him you know my hands were shaking because I have a natural tremor he said you don't have to be nervous and I remember he say, uh, he's saying that and I don't know what happened spontaneously mm. off the moment I said it's not uh, it's not nervousness it's creative energy it's creative vibrance mm. and he laughed and gave me the job man it's like That guy's faith in that one second Mm. to say okay this is good enough for me, this is my portfolio, this is my evidence and he gave me the job and for someone to take that call, uh, I think I owe a lot to him Mm. and then I got called by a guy called Kersi Katrak who is supposed to be the Bill Bernbach of advertising, I mean people rank him that way along with Alec Padamsi, these two guys uh, invited me to go from copywriter to creative director at Lintas in the late 80s, which I think was something no no one had ever thought anyone could get that kind of a triple or more jump, you know. It's just some blind faith in conversations. Kersey met me, he liked what I was saying. I had some work from Ogilvy which he loved. And he said, I'm, I'm, I mean, you're not a copywriter, you're a creative director. And he gave me that job, yeah. And the HR guys broke out and they said it's not possible and they said we can't give you the letter and stuff Hmm. like that. Hmm. But the decision was made. And and he gave me this simple thing, he said uh, I can't give you much money but I can give you the freedom to fail. And the freedom to fail, I think that was the moment when my life changed. So if there was one moment when a person changed their life. That was the moment Uh, Because I stood first in school And my parents were like all other conservative parents interested in the well-being of uh, their children Like all parents, not just conservative, any parent Uh, And and so they really drove me to do well in studies Uh, But here was a guy telling me to do the opposite He said, I give you the freedom to fail Mm. It's like, where does this come from? You know, like I'd never heard those words and that's when I went berserk. After that, there was no looking back, Archil. I just, with my partner, Neville, we began to do work that just... People say, where, how did this happen? And they don't know it's... The spring sometimes is so... So, you, you don't realise the significance of something that feels just a couple of words. Mm. You know? It is the song. So, in a way, that's a... That's a three. I give you the freedom to fail is a song, hmm. even though it's one line. It's a forever song.
0: Yeah, oh. yeah. And uh, finally, uh, you know, as you spend so much time with people, you know, you you're being. You spoke about being the bridge with India. As you spend so much time with people all over the world, uh, yeah. clients, yeah. advertisers, yeah. creative, you know, youth, yeah. creative yeah. people. Uh, where they seeing. Where is, what is seen as India's place in the world right now?
1: I think people are looking to India because they feel that India has so much going on. And people are so bright and there's so much colour in their, in our, uh, you know, patterns. Uh, It's just everyone wants to be here, to be honest. Because they feel that they can create great things in this country. Mm. Uh, by the influence, by the... uh, I don't know if they want to stay in the country, but they feel that if they touch touch the country, they will go back rich. Mm. I can see that, which is why more and more people reach out to people like us. Mm. I'm sure they reach out to you, Arshil, and you've spoken about it. So, I think India has been seen as this laboratory Mm. of creativity, culture, and everything that represents excitement, mm. you know, like that represents new discovery, that represents rejuvenation of an individual. It's all of that. I can feel it. And people are curious and it's one can easily be a bridge. You know, I can just be the bridge and, and collect all these guys and give them bashan. I don't want to do that because mm. I feel I, I'm not I'm not that. I can do it, but that's mm. not what I want. Hmm. But I can feel that everyone wants a piece of India. Hmm. They want that.
0: Got it. Got it. Uh, and sorry, I still have one more last, this, but this is the last one, which is, uh, you know, you're also seeing outside in the world of creativity, the emergence of artificial intelligence. Yeah. So you have now an artificial intelligence, which is able to write pieces of copy, which is able to design an ad. You know, uh, Japanese are working on saying that okay, you know, we've seen how a director thinks and we'll be able to film how a director thinks. So, you know, where is, where's that world of creativity headed according to you? I mean, like, you know, with this happening, what's going to be the role of the human being and, you know, there is, you know, I mean, how are you reading all of this, which is, which is happening?
1: No, I mean, I think everything coexists. See, the the thing is, because I've studied physics, the thing that fascinated me most in physics was the concept of duality. Hmm. That light is both wave and particle. Hmm. You know that, and I've seen that in in our own lives. We may say one thing at one point and see another thing at another point. I, and I and we don't have to hold a grudge for that because hmm. that's the nature of the world, the yin and yang. Hmm. So. So you can live in contradictory uh, worlds, or you can live with two parallel things going on at the same time. Mm. And I'm excited if uh, there's an AI running alongside us uh, doing stuff so that we can learn from that. Mm. And we'll evolve too, you know. Mm. So there's no, it's not competition, it's it's influence. Uh, For me it's always about influence and inspiration it was never about competition hmm. amazing
0: thank you thank you thanks for all of sure. that
1: thank thanks you. for bringing out words that i never knew yeah
0: yeah that's always the that's always yeah. a good uh, pleasure of speaking with you that often you yeah, know, yeah
1: i have i have no idea what you're going you know, to do i'm going to, to revel
0: in the spontaneity so today <laughs> i got the chance to be sitting in the spotlight with the spontaneity so you know it was fun thank you
1: thanks so much man. i i'm, I'm thankful to you because I didn't know I have this shit inside me. So thanks for that. Yeah.